Hi, Lauren. Hi, Sam. Are you ready to talk about women talking? I am, because after all, we are the Watchers of Movies. Spring has sprung. It has. It was like 75 out today or yeah, something. It was warm. It was warm. I had my AC on, actually. Yeah, nice. Because I I don't know. I think it might need cleaning or something. I feel like it's not as powerful as it could be. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. Maybe you just need to, I don't know. Maybe it just wasn't like, cold enough in here. I don't know. Like, it's like hot enough in here is what I meant to say. Right, right. Yeah. yeah it's always... It's always like a little stuffy in my apartment. It's pretty bad in the summer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you have, you have AC. I mean, yes, but uh, we've probably talked about this a bunch, but I'm on the third floor, so it's really hot anyway. I have an upstairs and a downstairs, and my AC is a wall unit in the upstairs, so it's it does all right cutting through the humidity, but mm-hmm. as long as I'm not doing like extreme aerobics or something it it can keep it pretty cool but the noise drives me insane so i actually barely use it also i feel like it i feel like it's not good enough for the money i pay Mm -hmm. um i think your ac works pretty good uh, yeah mine mine works pretty good i can't justify the amount of money that it would cost to run my ac all the time because it doesn't do a good enough job and the noise would probably send me to the insane asylum okay yeah so Honestly. funny it's so funny how how different you and i are because i go to your place and i'm like it's so quiet in here why is it so quiet and you come here and you're like it's way too loud in here Lauren, why is it so loud this is a true story like if i come over here to hang out <laughs> when i go home and i like close the door to my apartment i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> this feels so nice see that's like the opposite so, for me yeah i come home i turn on the fan and i go oh yeah that's stuff. yeah <laughs> And but anyway, so I can sleep with a fan on and I do in the summertime sleep mm-hmm. with my own fan on because I'm not like a superhuman. I have a fan that's like pointed towards my bed. So when it's really hot, I have to have a fan. Oh, on. yeah. Well, and just but, having um, that moving air helps so much. Yeah. But yeah, no, just having a fan on for noise. Like when you and I traveled together, I remember <laughs> you were like, we had to have like the fan and then like this overhead fan. And I remember thinking like. I'm not going to sleep this week. So <laughs> no. It was and a I fun think time. One time though. I said to you one night I was like maybe tonight we don't turn on the overhead fan and you were like what? <laughs> <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> Do you remember so, there was like that ginormous centipede and I was trying to get you to oh, kill I it. Remember I remember that like, centipede. I was like that was like a core memory so of we mine because it was enormous. We were staying at Lauren's uh, relatives house yeah. in their basement when we went on vacation and they had a bathroom in the basement it was very nice accommodations oh yeah yeah and they had a, a bathroom in the basement and there was the biggest centipede it was prehistoric the I, it centipede was, was the biggest thing i've ever seen like yeah i would have thought it was like a national Ge- national geographic bug it was so big it was like three inches or i've something. never seen a centipede bigger i mean than it that. had like a million like it was yeah. i mean they're they're so like I, al- I always think about like the insects uh, or, or creatures that we find like ugly and then i'm like what do these other insects think of each other like are they like that's the sexiest 
spider I've ever seen. You know what I mean? Probably. <laughs> they're like, always getting it on. They're like, that male spider, like, I want him to absolutely just fertilize my eggs. I don't know how spiders do it. I don't want to, I don't really want to know. It's fine. I don't need to know the ins and outs of spider reproduction, okay? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just think about, like, stuff like that. Like, we'll look at, like, a spider and we're like, oh, it's so ugly. It's so disgusting. You know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. like, other spiders are like, oh, that is the hottest spider I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's exactly what they do in the animal kingdom. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it, yeah. Well, Always DTF. DTF. Well, I can tell you the frogs are DTF because uh, I can hear them screaming how horny they are outside my window every night. I love that. See, that's the noise that I like to hear. I like, and I like it like in the middle of the night if like a rainstorm or a thunderstorm comes. I love hearing that. So you know, yeah, I do too. Having the air conditioning on in my house would be just like it would you be it, yeah. i would it, i would feel like i was on like a space station or something i don't know well like i think like if you had like central air that'd be one thing oh no yeah, yeah but yeah I mean, like my a parents, big old unit though those are very loud my yeah. parents have central air and it's glorious it's right. amazing like oh, yeah, sleeping is it's the best sleep of your life in the middle of the summer and it's quiet it's like a furnace it makes them as right. much noise as a furnace you know but i mean yeah, wall units are, they're beasts. They're so awful. They're, well, they're really loud. It's nice. I shouldn't say they're so awful. I'm very blessed <laughs> yeah. to have one. And I do use it sometimes, like, if I'm going away, I'll turn it on before I leave. So then when I come home, my oh, apartment is cool. Chilly. And then oh. I'll turn it off. There you go. Uh, because I'll be like, none of this mess. So all the money I just spent for the last however many hours running it, I'm just going to waste because as soon as I get home, I turn it off and end up opening the windows. But it feels good to walk into a cool apartment when it's really hot out. It does. It really does. Yeah, I do not deal well with the heat at all. So I I run my thing all the time and my bill's always pretty expensive. Yeah. Well, I think if I lived in in this apartment... I would probably run it more than I do because A, I could go into my bedroom where it's quieter and B, it actually cools it down in here. Mm -hmm. It works a lot better, but mine isn't as as nice because it's got like an uphill battle going down (laughs) stairs, you know? No, I know. It's, well, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Downstairs and around the corner. Yours yours is like very open concept, Mm -hmm. but um, I mean, it definitely is warmer in my bedroom, you know? Um, so sometimes I'll just spend the night on the couch just if it's hot, you know, because it's mm-hmm. like, pff, might as well be comfortable. Plus then I love piling on like a million blankets mm-hmm. and it's so nice. And it's like, yeah. that's what I love about winter. And one yeah. of the things that always makes me sad about winter ending is that when I go to my parents' place, I can't turn on the fireplace. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is nice. Fireplaces are nice. I love the fireplace. And every time I come over, I'm like, can I turn on the fireplace? Oh, I usually don't ask. I usually just do it. But um, Rebel. Yeah, I know. One time I almost killed myself because I forgot to open the flue. Oh, yeah. You mentioned that. That yes. sounds scary. It was. I, I was like, to... something's not right in here. And then I was like, oh, shit, I don't think I opened the flue. And I realized that. And then I. And I had a friend fine, uh, in, in high school uh and he he was so funny he we went to his it was like me and another friend went to his house and we were the three of us hanging out and he had a gas fireplace his parents did right well we were, yeah, like, that's what i have too that's why i, I just school. realized i might have might and say that. uh <laughs> he would do this trick where he would like 
blow on the fireplace but turn turn it on at the same time so it'd go like whoosh as he blew on it and it was when i was 14 it was the funniest shit i'd ever seen in my life it I was love so it. funny <laughs> I and i it. still think about it and wish that i could like do that in front of somebody and have them laugh like i laughed but my parents have an electric fireplace but it has like a remote and everything oh, so it's yeah. just not as like not rustic you know right. yeah yeah oh man i would like that is like goals to have an electric fireplace you know what i mean like or yeah electric fire wait is that what it is gas fireplace, gas fireplace. my yeah. bad yeah yeah um i said electric but it's I mean, Gas. I feel like there probably are electric, <laughs> electric fireplaces, but yeah, I don't know. There are <laughs> because I, you can get like space heaters that look like fireplaces. Oh, or that's something. true. There you go. But I want yeah. listen. I want a real you fire. Want flame. I want yeah. No. And I want to have a fireplace. And I've said this before to Sam, and it's very grim. But I want a fireplace large enough that I can just immolate myself if I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I can walk right in like Citizen Kane and be like, whoop, and then I would be That would be, be a terrible way. You would not be dead that fast. It would be a terrible way to oh, die. Oh, no, I don't want to. No. I, I mean. I can't. Yeah, I can't. Like, no, 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 no. If you even die, you might live through that. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Also, I don't know if a fireplace fire would get hot enough to like like engulf you oh okay this is so let's <laughs> this has been the hvac this has been the fireplace uh, air conditioning horrific, podcast horrific uh deaths podcast yeah um did you ever watch that show Ten Thousand ways or a thousand ways to die i saw an episode or two and it horrified me like, like I, I used saw to this watch one, it like religiously i saw this one where this woman uh you know that like air canned air that you can use for like keyboards and stuff yeah she thought that it would give her like a mega fart and she was having like a fart they were having like a farting contest so she sprayed canned air up her butt and it sounded like the most horrible way to die like she died super quick because it like damages like really cold air it's really bad for you right and uh it's like a it's like a gas it's a certain kind of yeah. gas isn't and it? Yeah. it just like they showed like a diagram of what it did to her body and it sounded so awful and so painful and uh, uh, i'm like looking at so, you like uh. there was this one and i remember thinking that it was this is gonna sound terrible but it was kind of funny because this guy was such an idiot that you're like <laughs> at some point i will explain so this guy was uh, working on a high rise and there was like this ginormous window and he used to to run at it like with full speed to like um, kind of give like his his like clients like a little like thrill, I guess, or whatever, because he'd be like, look, it doesn't break. Eventually, it just popped out <gasps> of the frame and he ran at it. So he fell out of the window <laughs> oh and died. And I was like buddy this could have been prevented well i think that's the point of the show <laughs> I know. well yeah some of them are some of them, i remember one was like this guy wanted liposuction and so his friend took like a shot back to his stomach and oh big big fucking surprise it's almost like those vacuums are like purposely very small and made to like only oh my gosh know, like, and the guy was like i'm hemorrhaging and then he died and i was like I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, what oh did you gosh. think was going to happen? That sounds terrible. 
it's Darwinism at its finest, honestly. Um, so anyway, did you have anything you watch or you want to talk about the movie or? Uh, yeah, we can talk about the movie. All right. Let's talk about the movie. So. Uh, did you want to give a. Oh. oh, I was actually going to say, should we give a synopsis? Yeah. You, you go ahead. read my mind. You were saying it. I jumped ahead. Okay. <laughs> All right. So synopsis is uh, this uh, colony of Amish women. Uh, well, this these women live in a colony and they have been attacked and drugged every night by uh, men in, in their colony and like raped and um, some of them got impregnated and so they're all talking about leaving the colony and so it's a pretty it's a pretty intense film they end the end they end up deciding that they're gonna leave so um, that was that's pretty much it it's a pretty simple simple story mm-hmm. you know what could have been simpler a cure for wellness <laughs> there you go I listened to that episode and I was just like that was such a disaster what a movie but it was a fun episode so yeah um so what did you think of the movie uh i think this movie is one of the worst movies i've ever seen um really i think it's a clickbait movie that's what i kept thinking about clickbait i think it's the same thing as um uh everything everywhere all at once where the movie Mm. is about a subject that's very sensitive so people feel like they just have to like it but i don't think it's a good movie i don't think it's well made I think it's actually a pretty shitty movie and that's not even because of the subject matter. I think it's a horrible clickbait movie and I'm not afraid to say that I really did not like it. It's the strangest movie I've ever seen. It's followed by, it's like moments of this allegorical what i call allegorical hogwash with stupid intellectual conversations followed by weird <laughs> airheaded moments uh it's ridiculously extreme it's a monster movie making men seem like monsters it's unrealistic they say in the beginning it's complete fiction after the it's based on a true story but then they fabricate this whole other worldly thing and yeah, i think it's it was it was a based on a true story i have information I just, about the true story oh, it's okay. pretty terrifying it's awful it's an awful story and i think they were handed this like gift wrapped package of a very horrific and incredibly crazy story and instead they just made this like i don't like this movie. i didn't like this movie i think it's super weird it's one of the weirdest movies i've ever seen one of the weirdest movies i've seen in a long time don't think it's made very well and uh yeah i think it's uh it's i just i think it's it's it should i i just don't like it i didn't care for it one single bit and that's not even going into i thought i was like the horribleness of it like there's some horrific stuff in it that Mm -hmm. um so i have more to say but overall i feel very passionate i've been having i did not i did not care for it i think it's uh i think it's cheap i think it's a cheap movie but it's disguised as a serious movie Anyway, I can I can see how what you, you mean. feel about it. Well, I liked it, but I did not love it. Um, I thought it was uh, entertaining for what it was. I enjoyed it for what it was, but it I, like it won Oscars, and I was like, didn't need. <laughs> was to. it really? I like. Was it really Oscar worthy? I was excited that Sarah Polly was directing it. I've only actually ever seen her in one movie, I think, and that was. Um, dawn of the dead did you ever see that one with mm-hmm. there in the mall yeah um 
And I like that one. And I recently found out that was directed by Zack Snyder, so that was kind of a bummer. But, well, you um, can still like it. I know, but begrudgingly so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and well, it's like Sucker Punch. Like, I liked Sucker Punch, but I was like, oh, of course it's directed by Zack Snyder. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I liked it. I did like it. I definitely don't think that... It was anything extraordinary, but I did like it for what it was. Yeah. So I am surprised at how much you didn't like it, (laughs) but I'm also very curious and I'm ready to hear it. So girl, lay it on me. (laughs) Do you want me to say something? Okay. So the real story. Yeah. I mean, go, go, go ahead. So the real story took place in a Mennonite community in Bolivia. Okay. And it's pretty close to the beginning of this movie so nine men were convicted in like between 2005 and 2009 they had bought like veterinarian grade uh anesthesia or whatever yeah that was spray and they would spray it in the houses and knock out entire families and then go in and rape and attack the women and even i guess in the small amount of research i did it said two men were even reported to have been sexually assaulted but wow um, so there were nine men, there were 151 known victims with some possible Whoa. male victims. Some were blood relatives. Um, Ew. and now houses in that community have like steel bars and windows on the doors, you know, and so there sad. were 2,500 people in the community at the time. So it was nine men out of 2,500. And and that's a horrific story. That's horrible. And yeah. when I saw the trailers for this movie, I did not. Ex- I thought it would be an account of what had happened to these women, not an account of these women just having these. This was like twelve angry men for like Mennonite women who'd been raped, and it really yeah, bothered yeah I could me. see like, that. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fluff for. It's it's not even fluff. It's just a lot of talking, and it's a lot of like girl power misguided girl power i feel like the movie wants you to be like women yeah but i bet you ten thousand dollars that rape affects men almost just i mean women have the physical aspect and the emotional but if your four-year-old daughter was drugged and raped you cannot tell me that you wouldn't be affected by that if you were right. a man. Oh, and this yeah, movie, for sure, yeah. So this movie made it really hard to understand the scope of the crime that had been committed because at the beginning of the movie, almost every man in their community was leaving town to go to the main city to pay for bail for the men who were convicted. And I thought... I thought that was weird first. I have to just way say... Way too extreme. Yeah, I thought that was weird first of all that like every man left i was like yeah every man has to go leave like what they're well, gonna all stand in front of the judge and go hey buddy we know that our <laughs> our bros fucked up but um <laughs> could you maybe just that's what cool i mean that's like, what i mean like the that's why i think this movie felt like a monster movie because it's making it seem like every man in the community was a total piece of shit yeah monster and that cannot possibly be true Yes. Well, I mean, look women, at August. This like well, sweet, adorable little angel puff of love. So August <laughs> is the only male that like, is stays behind. He's mm-hmm. played by Ben Wishaw. He's the school teacher in the town, so he stayed behind to like write down the discussion that they were having because they couldn't. The women couldn't read and write. Right. And so I felt like 
give me a scope because i'm not kidding there was a four-year-old girl in the movie and in the real story it said the the victim was one of the victims was the youngest three which is horrifying horrifying terrible so there was a four-year-old girl who was raped or assaulted in some way and i cannot get on board with the movie that refuses to acknowledge that her father wouldn't her father would go to town and pay for these men to have bail and i think that they were wrapping it up in this like religious fervor which is something else we'll get into but what were you gonna say um the the little girl that was raped which was was it meep or something meep Mm -hmm. um Who's, whose mom was her Claire mom? Claire Foy played her mom. Oh, okay, so Salome. First of all, I always thought, I I mean, I've, I guess I've heard it different ways, but I always thought that Salome was pronounced Salome. I always thought so, too. Yeah, I, but I mean, I think it could, I think Salome is, I think, the more common pronunciation. Yeah, I mean, I, well, because I thought it was interesting because I've always liked that name and it, it's derivative of Shalom. So I was like, why isn't it pronounced Salome? And then I heard Salome and I was like, that just sounds like salami, you know, <laughs> Like, but I always so I didn't like it. That pronunciation. Um, it's like the name Siobhan. Like, do you know what that name? Like, it's yeah. like S-I-O-B-H-A-N. And mm-hmm. I'm always like, I like the I love the way it's spelled. I look I love the way it looks, but I just don't really like the name Siobhan. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like to me, it, like that's it doesn't sound nearly as cool as the way it looks written <laughs> down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. So, so Salome was yeah, her mom. So I think like this movie. Yeah, so then that, that, that totally doesn't even like my, well, my comment doesn't matter then. Cause I was going to say if it was uh Marique's. Yeah. I thought, I thought maybe like, sure. Because Klaus was an abuser. Yeah. It was like a piece of shit, well, but I just, I feel like, this movie was working too hard to be like, look what women have to go through. And that's why I called it allegorical hogwash because yes, statistically women are raped more than men and statistically women are marginalized more than men and women in these small tight knit Mennonite Amish, whatever cultish communities they're in are definitely not treated equal to men but i think it is egregious misuse of power to suggest that every man in the colony would just be okay with this happening when in the real story it was nine people that they caught out of 2500 and rape affects everyone and i think maybe that is one of the lacking points in rape education is to say like you're if if you rape somebody you're not just raping a woman you're raping someone's sister wife daughter girlfriend friend you know what i mean and and if you have a girl if you're a male or a female anybody whose girlfriend is raped you cannot tell me you wouldn't be affected by that and this movie suggests that all the men are monsters and i couldn't get on board with that because i think if you want to tell a good tale about female empowerment women there is no victory if there's still half of their community doesn't see their side right that's not a victory so at the end they decide to leave the community and i don't know if that's if i'm not if i'm i mean i thought i was supposed to see them as victorious but i'm like they didn't win anything because you're still suggesting that the whole other half the people that they have made homes and families and children with are not on their side like i can understand some men even maybe a big handful of men not being on their side but you you, 
a man's four-year-old daughter was drugged and raped and he is not on his family's side that, yeah that well, is and there's too gotta extreme. be more men like august out there like you there can't has to yeah be. like there, there has I mean, to be because the way that so like initially the way that we're seeing um these women talking is that it seems like i kind of i don't know if you assume this but i kind of assume that it was a really really tiny community like maybe maybe like a hundred people you know what i mean like i thought it was tiny they did a weird job because the scene where they showed everybody lined up to vote that was a lot of women like that was a pretty long line but then the rest of the movie you just see like the small tiny group of women yeah so i think that that's another thing where they did a bad job of showing the scope of everything that was happening because i agree with you like it like every once in a while i would forget that the community was bigger than just the women right right and i like and i think that if it was a really really tiny community and it was just those women that were leaving i could understand that you Mm -hmm. know like they all clearly really know each other they're very close they could all be like we know how your husband treats you i mean like with uh marike her husband klaus um you know he we see her later injured because he had beat her up and her daughter was injured too with like this you know red mark across her face because he had hit her and so you're like well of course you know like why stay you know so as you're wa- like as I was watching the movie I was kind of like sure I can understand if it was just a small group of women and they wanted to leave it sounds like it's not a good time this sounds like they're all like really miserable they feel really oppressed great leave go live your lives you know but that wasn't the reality and you don't even really know that until like the end that the reality is that it's hundreds of people you know and so you're like oh so yeah and i i think that you're 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 spot on with that is that out of these hundreds of women not one man is like i want to stand up for my wife or my family for this unborn child that is not mine because my poor wife was raped by some creep like instead they just for some reason like a thousand men go to uh, you know into town to bail these guys out like why do you need a thousand men get get like four four or five of them at most i don't even think you need that many right you know like it's yeah and why bail them out to begin with like they've obviously done crimes yeah i I didn't understand that either and i think think it was supposed to seem like all the men were well if the men weren't complicit then they were because the movie is also centered around like i said this like religious fervor where they were like we have to forgive we have to forgive our rapists or we won't get into heaven and it's this like cultish religion that they're right. part of and it, it sounded like it was based on christianity because they would quote the bible and stuff but they were like extreme extremely like we have to forgive we have to just forgive we have to do this right and and, and they were and so I think the men were supposed to either think, A, the men are complicit, B, the men are like, women are second class, it doesn't matter, or C, the men are just like, well, God's forcing us to forgive, and you should too. Right. And it's like, all of that is, is in a better movie, maybe could have been illustrated better. But in this yeah. movie, it just made it like... I refuse to believe that this community is only capable of heinous evil, and not great love like yeah the women all had love for each other even when they were at odds they had love for each other and one of the women one of the older women the mothers i can't remember her name Ag- agatha i think um, agatha 
Agata? Ag- Agata's probably. She said, like, she made, she had this little monologue about, like, we would never ask the men to, to cook or to clean or to even put their hands on our back when I'm giving birth to our 12th oh, or 13th like, child. That, that, like, disturbed well, me. I was like, okay. Yeah, I mean, I thought that line, <laughs> that line was so sad. And I was, was just yeah, like. It was very sad. Yes, I believe that the patriarchal system that they have in their community was unhealthy. Don't get me wrong, but I refuse to believe that there wasn't some kind of love and affection and just moral goodness to these people. Right. Like no matter how extreme you are, like most people know what's right and wrong. And most men would not stand idly by while their families and their wives and their daughters were being raped and attacked, you know? Well, I have a different argument sure. for this. So I immediately, as you were talking about that, I immediately thought of that uh, documentary, the Be Sweet, Pray. What was that called? Oh, Keep Sweet, Pray, yeah, and yeah, Obey. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. um, And how all those people just like let all that shit happen. And they were men. That's true. That I mean, true. it does yeah. happen. I do. I do think, however, that I don't, I don't disagree with you on like certain parts of what you said like I definitely think that of course like there's gonna be men like August who want to help these women you know and um I I have to say real quick the first movie I ever saw Ben Wish on was called Perfume have you ever heard of it oh so like Alan yeah Rickman. I've heard of it it's about like like virgin musk or something yeah he was like a trying to make serial killer or something anyway i never finished it because it freaked me out when i watched it which is funny because i i think now i'd probably be like not even blink twice at it but um but i was like really iffy about him for a while like i was like is he creepy you know and so it's like it kind of took like i i have a hard time i feel like sometimes separating like real life and like movies it sounds terrible i sound like i'm like delusional but Sometimes I just, like, see an actor in a certain role, and I, like, can't quite get past that. You know what I mean? Um, Like, I felt like that about Eric Bana for, like, a long time. (laughs) Um, And, uh, I mean, I'm over it for the most part now. But, anyway, I just wanted to mention that because I thought that that was funny. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was him as Q in the James Bond movie that I was like, this guy's kind of cool. But, yeah. Anyway. So... No, I, I think that you are right about certain things. However, I think that there is, um, within a community like this, it seems like there is such a level of like toxicity that has been probably built upon for generations. And it's it's hard to change the rules and the ethics and stuff like that of a of some place that's been established for a long time. I mean, look at the laws that like are happening. It's it, it, in the United States. It's like, it's difficult to make a change. It's definitely, you know? I definitely get it. And especially when you're using this like extreme religious, uh, what am I looking for? Like a, an, an extreme, uh, religious discourse or like you want to like impose on a group. Right. So, you know, that of course stuff like this is going to happen. And, my counterpoint to the keep sweet pray and obey is that in the real story like these men were were drugging women and sneaking into their houses and raping them which in the real story it's that whole families were drugged so the men would have been drugged as well they just weren't raped and and so it is the same where yes 
men will be complicit men will be complacent when it comes to something like this in a cult but it is also this is also like something that's a little bit outside of the norm of like oh if you let your 12 year old daughter marry me then you'll get you know this yeah yeah so i but i agree you're not wrong i'm just right. saying like the men were also victimized and not just by rape but i mean the men were victimized in this story as well mm-hmm. more so than they were in the so that's another reason why i found it so hard to believe that no no man except for august felt the need to be like hey this isn't right what's happening to our family members yeah and so yeah but i agree like in cult practices like patriarchal disasters happen for yeah, sure yeah um i did want to say that there were also women that were against us too there was uh i think her name is scarface mm, mm-hmm. uh played by francis mcdormand yeah which i was like what a disappointing lack of francis mcdormand like excuse me she's a brilliant actress why don't we get more of her Pro- they probably yeah. couldn't afford it Although she was brad a producer pitt, brad, oh she was mm-hmm. brad pitt was a producer too oh really yeah i saw his name i was like huh brad pitt i didn't notice that mike um, pointed out that she was a producer yeah so, so I, I don't know maybe she just didn't want to like she wanted to be part of it she just didn't want to be a big part of it or something but it's possible that she um wanted the other women to get more of the spotlight maybe yeah i don't know anyway um so let's see what else oh i called this movie uh mennonite and glorious bastards (laughs) (laughs) because so basically if we haven't if we haven't spelled it out so the movie starts based on the true account based on the true story and then maybe like seven minutes in two seconds in yeah they put a, a, a slide on the screen that says like what follows next is completely fictionalized so and that's when yeah, they I get into the debates about like um the women debating if they should l- stay and do nothing stay and fight or leave all of that was fictionalized i, I guess in real life the women stayed but like i said in real life it was the people were brought to justice and i assume i assume that some of the men in their lives were like this is not right but i don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, um i so i wrote down a couple of uh notes that there was something that ona had said played by uh what was that rooney mara and she said if forgiveness that is forced on us is that true forgiveness yeah i thought that i was really, really liked that line really wise. i thought that mm-hmm. that was like and she she was very like really chill through the entire movie like she had just like a very like relax not like a relaxed attitude but like a very um kind of like just calm demeanor mm-hmm. especially with like Mariki, Marika, Marika, Marike, Marike. Yeah, their names are weird. Their names are um, very, very. I mean, they're strange. probably not weird to them, but like Marike. But anyway, yeah. um, she was such a like a hot headed individual, you know, and she was always yelling and stuff. And I understood why she was reacting that way. I think that she's really, really scared, and she is angry, and she has this horrible life with her husband that she's i mean i could imagine terrified of Mm because you know like how you can't he beats her yeah yeah you and you can't communicate or um like just what am i trying to think like i want to say like normalize but like try and like um rationalize yeah like rationalize with someone like that because someone like that is like just so 
like severely like mentally ill that they don't give a shit you know and mm-hmm. and i mean I, I don't know. So, I mean, I can understand why she was so angry. She kind of got on my nerves a little bit, though, I have to say. There was some yeah. points where I was like, okay, like, can we maybe, like, have someone else talk for a little while? Because, like, we get that you're super angry, but, like, we're trying to watch a movie here. And I thought <laughs> similarly. So they had that moment where her mom, Greta. So Marike basically near the end of the movie is like, you know, don't try to tell me that I've ever had a choice in my life. And Greta was like, listen, I'm sorry for all the times I made you forgive your husband for all the bad things he did to you. And I thought that that was a really beautiful moment because I think because of this religion that they're so dictated by and so structured by, uh, yeah, you you get the picture that she's probably been beat up by her husband more times than you could count. Oh yeah, for and, sure. And people in the community, her own mother, have been like, you know what, he did horrible things, but you have to forgive him. Right. You know, right. you have to forgive him. And and then this whole rape situation, this whole assault situation, is pretty much the breaking point of them being like, we can't forgive anymore. Like you said, with right. Ona, like, Ona is yeah. forced forgiveness, forgiveness right. even, but like forgiveness like if somebody is treating you badly and beating you up god is never gonna be mad at you for uh sticking up for yourself yeah like walking away like, from it like you're like oh my life is in constant yeah, fucking like, danger like i need to get out of here like an abusive husband is doing wrong and you are not supposed to be like i forgive you you yeah. know what i mean like that is wrong that's not behavior that god's like well you, you just gotta deal with yeah, it like turn the other you know, cheek like i don't so, think i think like, jesus would be like hey right are like, you feeling unsafe let me help you get out of this situation like, yeah like, you know? so this in this movie they're just like taking these these values to the their most extreme and they are yeah like unrealistic point and I, I thought that that was a really beautiful moment between the mother and daughter where the Me mother too. was like i i you know like the mother maybe should have put her foot down years ago but how could she she was wrapped up in this system as well you know yeah i think it's um i think that it's been just you know um like manipulated and pushed into their mind that they need to forgive over anything else and i i think it's just like it gets to a certain point where it's like, yeah, like what you said, it's a breaking point mm-hmm. where, you know, your four-year-old daughter gets assaulted and you go, can I keep doing this? Can I keep thinking that this is, you know, like forgiving this because I can't and, and you know, I mean, right, yes. and everyone is going to be driven to a certain point where um, I was actually talking about this, like, this is kind of like heavy <laughs> from where I work, but I was talking with a coworker about how um someone can be driven to kill because they are just pushed and pushed and pushed to a certain point mm-hmm. where it like and and anyone can really well, the, even like, what's her name said that um Sal- Sal- Salome. Salome. Yeah. Salome said, Salome, yeah. if we stay, I will become a murderer. Right, yeah. So, keep yeah. going. But. And, and, well, yeah, I mean, we were we were just basically saying that. But um, so I I did, I wrote down that I, she, let's see. Bleh. <laughs> okay. Ona makes a good point when she asks August, what would he feel if he thought, what he thought didn't matter? And I was like, Dan, that's fucking profound. Yeah. Because... 
of course what he thinks matters. He's a man, mm-hmm. you know, and this they, society, yeah. Right. And they have always been um, dismissed and stuff like that. And it blew my mind that Salome walked for a day and a half with Meep on her back to get antibiotics. Like that broke my fucking heart. I, know. I was like, it was, you can't get a buggy and a and, and horse to like some. It's- like Cheryl and what? What's her name? Ruth? Or yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like Ruth and Cheryl. Ruth Greta's and Cheryl, horses. Yeah. I love. I really liked Greta because she was like, "Let me talk about my horses, Ruth and Cheryl." And I was like, "Girl." And then that one scene where she's like, "Oh dear, I think I'm dying." No, I that scene drove me nuts because what the dying one or, or the Ruth and Cheryl <laughs> I have one? To talk, no, I liked. See, I think there were moments of gold where the women were just like normal women conversing. Yeah. And they were getting like, they were like groaning whenever she'd want to tell stories about her horses or something. (laughs) But this is one of the moments where I mean, like, they would go between intellectual conversation and then just complete airheadedness. So Greta tells, Greta goes through the soliloquy about forgiveness and about leaving. And then she's wearing glasses. She moves her hand in front of her face and she goes, I think I'm dying. And I was like, what is happening right now? And yeah, then that was a very one of the younger women. Moment. One of the younger women was like, "Greta, you're not dying. You just need to clean your glasses." Right. And I was like, "Either way, <laughs> I hate this right now because number one, I've worn glasses my whole life. Yes. Yes. If something weird is happening, my first instinct is to be like, I think my glasses need cleaning. Right. And my it's number two. Uh, was this an attempt to make her seem? really wise but also senile where she just finishes this yeah interesting comments about everything that's going on and then is immediately like doesn't know what's going on because i think as a writing tactic that's also really bad well yeah especially since she's like producing all this like wise you know like she's wise wisdom she's producing all this wisdom wise the wisest of all the wisdoms yeah um she's producing all this wisdom and then she's like oh I'm dying and I thought it was kind of funny but I totally see what you mean and that it was like what what is this here for yeah then I also have issues laughing at older people that are you know like senile yeah it feels wrong but yeah as as someone who has a person in my life that has dementia it's not really funny yeah it's pretty heartbreaking so So it's like mm, but it would fit more if the movie was more Mm light-hearted it would be like okay grandma don't worry i'll clean your glasses right but this movie i i felt like they were trying really hard to be like see these women are uneducated and i don't like i think education will take you to a certain certain place and education will open certain doors for you but you can't also you also just can't tell me that women who have lived off the land for generations are not so much more street smart than i ever will be right like are you kidding me these women could probably write a farmer's almanac and you're trying to show me that man they won't let them learn to read and write so look how stupid they are but at the same time they're not stupid like they're very no, smart. they're definitely not but i just yeah. feel like they make them do like weird ditzy things and that really started bothering me because i'm like are you trying to tell me like drive the point home that they never learn to read and write because like i said like these women are smarter in in ways than I'll ever be, and I have a college degree, and so, well, but it, you know, it's also that you also haven't been raised in that lifestyle, so it's but yeah. I'm just I mean, saying like yeah, to the the links that they went to to act like 
I just, I felt like that was also extreme. And I can't, I feel like I'm not adequately putting it into words. But while I was watching it, I was very confused by some of their comments. Yeah. No, I can, I can see what you mean. It's, so Sarah Polly wrote it too. And it seemed like she was trying to include like comedic moments, but maybe she just doesn't like, and you know, it's fine if someone doesn't have quite a grasp on comedy. Comedy can be hard to write. I would imagine it's a difficult, it's probably harder than writing oh, big drama. Time. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't think I could write comedy. I don't, you know, I might I be, was, I might be naturally funny. I think, I guess I am, but I don't, I wouldn't want to write it. You know, I was more amused by when they all started laughing hysterically. And then, um, Marike, Marike was like, August is still taking the minutes. Like, and then the <laughs> yeah, voiceover kind of from cute. the I like that girl, they were laughing. The young what girl, Outja, 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 was like, Aucha. sometimes I think we laugh as hard as we'd like to cry. And I felt like that was really poetic. Mm-hmm. And they were hysterically laughing at something that in reality wasn't really that funny but their laughter made it more amusing but then when you got the undertone of like the despair underneath it i thought that that was a really well done moment yeah you know i um, and more funny than the glasses thing right right but sad as well so on sunday um my dad was telling me about this comic that he read and he was like he he was laughing so hard <laughs> explaining it that his face was turning red and he was like crying because he was laughing so hard and i was like okay the comic's not even that funny but his reaction is like like he yeah. was dying like he was like it was the funniest shit he had ever seen and he was trying to explain it but he was laughing too hard and it was just like it was great actually it, i love i love when stuff like that happens <laughs> yeah, and he's like yeah. i mean his he's usually has a pretty ruddy complexion so he got really red uh-huh. <laughs> that's so that's so fun when something he's like, like wiping that away tears he's like la- it was it was great that just reminded me of that um so i want to talk about um i think her name is Nettie. that is later um that goes by Melvin. Oh yes, I'm. Yeah, I'm so, glad you brought her. Up. So let's talk about. Well, I, we should probably say just Melvin and say he. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so Melvin was impregnated by her brother. Right, her brother, and she. Or sorry, he. It's um. It's kind of a weird. It's situation. all right because when the character is shown as being impregnated, it she was. She referring to by she, yeah, right, mm-hmm. and then she, and then after that is when she started going by Melvin, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So he, anyway, so he was, he got impregnated by his brother, and then I guess the baby was miscarried or something, and it was like deformed or I so, think kind of sounded something like that. I was going to ask you about that. So or stillborn, maybe the I don't movie know. shows a bunch of flashbacks of the attacks, but the aftermath of the attacks yeah, it never yeah. shows any of the rape happening. Right. We do see and someone shows, trying to get into the window, but that's it. But yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So her scene or his scene flashback, he's in the bedroom bleeding and just rubbing blood all over the walls and yeah. screaming and then goes to like the barn or whatever where his brother is yeah or like a chicken shed or and something i don't know sits outside and says you know like are you listening um the baby i know the baby was yours which implies that there had been multiple 
people who had raped yeah yeah malvin and and malvin says i know the baby is yours because it when it was born it was there was something wrong with it or something like that so it yeah. must have been i don't think it would be i don't know like maybe stillborn stillborn i, I don't think it was, better, i don't think the baby was alive it didn't sound like it was alive yeah you never saw the baby you just saw yeah. all the blood but i think in a mis i've i think in a miscarriage well in a society like that you still like if the baby is really far along you still have to give birth to a baby right even oh, if God, it's so traumatizing I, I mean i can't even imagine i know um oh. it that would be a hor- horrible thing to have to go through um well and he said that he loved the baby too yeah he was like despite what happened i love that baby mm-hmm. yeah so it was either stillborn like it was either to term and stillborn or it was miscarried late enough where there was like a fetus to see right like so it's features obviously that show yeah, that they were because, deformed right yeah if it happened in the first i don't know probably like three or four months i don't think that there would be i think it would be too to yeah. see. <laughs> so yeah it must have been deformed or something right and right. that was uh, like the cutscenes were all horrible and disgusting yeah. and what was that one so um, sad the tooth one greta's so in the movie Greta, oh, I can't remember. She that. has these fake teeth that she keeps putting in and out. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. then she takes them out and she looks at her daughter and she's like, "I'm sorry, they just they hurt my mouth." And then you get that the cutscene of yeah. her waking up after she was attacked and there's teeth and blood laying on the bed. Like whoever attacked her knocked her teeth out. Oh, and that was horrible. It's oh, so I guess disgusting. I, I must. It's I so like that. It's almost like the 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 flashbacks are almost worse to see than a rape scene, which is crazy to say. But I just can't. And that's. I think that this movie was an interesting message about complacency. Yeah. How these women each went through horrible situation. Like it wasn't just just rape. It wasn't just rape. It was abuse and rape. Well, and you see and like were blood. Injured. Yeah, Ona, like mm-hmm. the first scene, she wakes up and she goes, "Mom, mother." And, and she's like blood all over her thighs. Bruises and yeah. blood. So yeah. she's like she was like violently assaulted. Mm-hmm. And then um Mijal, Mial or whatever, she has um she has like a panic attack. Yeah. Which I have oh, to yeah. say, I just want, as a side note, I was like waiting for that barn to burn down because they were like, me too. They were like so casual with their cigarettes. I'm like, guys, you are surrounded by a bunch of really flammable hay. You sure you want to light up a cigarette here? Cause I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> and I and thought- then she just like, she gets over her panic attack and she just starts smoking the same cigarette again. I was like, girl, that didn't light on fire. Like what well, I was waiting. I was prepared for that to happen. I was like, yeah, I was like, that felt like, like a Chekhov's gun that they never quite fired. You know what I mean? Like I was well, like, well, I mm. thought maybe the Klaus, the husband that came back, was going to light the barn on fire because they had this weird scene where one of her Marike's little boys runs in with a cherry pit stuck up his nose, and they were like, "How did that happen?" And then she's like, "My husband sometimes brings cherries home from the city," and yeah. I was like, I wrote in my notes like, "Are they pranking us? Is what is going on in this scene?" And then, so I thought, because then it was like panic set in. They were like, okay, all right, let's disband. Let's just tell, you know, tell him that we were quilting. Nobody needs to know what we were doing up here. And I thought he was going to just light the barn on fire. Yeah, I mean. And uh, try to kill them or, or something. something. So, yeah. Um, so, anyway, so I, what I wanted to say is M- Mijal, 
I don't I'm not I don't know how to pronounce her name. She um she woke up and she, you see her scene uh like and you see like the flashback while she's having the panic attack and there's like all this blood coming from her and she's screaming and it's horrible and just mm-hmm. like I mean this movie was pretty traumatizing, pretty you know? brutal. Like, yeah, yeah, it was just like ugh. so well, I, I wanted to talk, um, I don't know if you had something else you wanted to mention, but I wanted to talk about August's mother. Yeah, I have one more thing. Okay. So I think something that was, what I wanted to say about complacency is that, like, it surprised me that every woman had gone through such a traumatic and terrible thing, and they still had to have a debate about leaving or staying and fighting and and i was like how do you wake up in the morning with teeth knocked out and still have this debate like i would be gone except for the fact that you wouldn't be like you know they they believe they're leaving everything that they know they're leaving their everything that's familiar and i think that there is also an interesting message in there about like i said complacency and comfort and not challenging the status quo and i feel like the movie didn't do that aspect justice it's just another like missed mark for me Mm -hmm. because i i think that they touch on something that's pretty interesting and and it really is like the core of all of us how it's why most people don't make drastic changes in their lives even when they should Right. why people's well it's hard you know it's yeah, it's hard it's really and difficult. it's scary and but i, I and mean, they're like, all uneducated awful. too and you have to be educated in this world you know like well like i said they're uneducated they're not book smart but they are street smart right but you're right like it would be really hard to to make a even harder I to mean, make it, a living if even, you couldn't read but yeah like you can't even read the street signs but so they're basically going by instinct on this map i mean kind of really yeah you know? but i just i just think that um it's just it's just really sad how something so horrible can happen to people and they'll still stay in that situation yeah i think it's i think it's a I think there's something about like the certainty of at least knowing what to expect that mm-hmm. is comfortable, even if it's a terrifying certainty because you know it's there mm-hmm. versus this uncertain world that you're going to go into. You don't know how to read or write. And all of a sudden, like you don't really have the skills that's necessary for something in the real world, you know, real world jobs. So, I mean, I don't know what kind of work these women would be able to do. Um, but like just and then you have to re- you have to provide for so many people, too. It's like you. I don't know. Anyway, so I want to I want to talk about August's mother. So she questioned authority. And I I have to say this. So. Okay, wait, okay. <laughs> like, I'm getting ahead of myself. So she questioned authority, and she was, like, kicked out of the colony, and he left as well. I did not understand why he would go fucking back to that stupid colony that kicked his mother out. Like, I am, I... Well, like, do you have a different perspective on it, or I pretty much thoughts? agree with you, except I have some insight. So they, so... They said he came back for Ona, basically, because oh, he was in okay, love with okay, Ona. Yeah, so I think he w- he wanted to marry Ona, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't understand why he couldn't go with him either. I that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. So August came back to this community specifically. They mentioned it for Ona. Okay. 
he mentioned to Ona, and so I, I don't know if we said it, but she was impregnated by her rapist. Right. So she's maybe like five or six months along yeah, in this she, movie. Yeah, she definitely, yeah. She looks pregnant, but she's not like ready to get Right, birth. yeah. She definitely had a little so, belly, though. So in, when, the, when the break in the conversation happened, him and her are kind of like off to the side, and he says, I could take care of you and your baby. And he seems like a really genuine guy. And she basically denies him because she's like, you know what? If we got married, I think she meant if we got married in this society, the woman you love right now would cease to exist because in that society, you know, like the women are subservient to the men. And, And on one hand, I was like, I don't think that's the case, though. He seems yeah, I don't transcendent. Think so either. Yeah, I think you guys maybe like outwardly would have to try to look, but I think inwardly, like in your relationship, I think you would be. He would respect you. He respects I think it would you be now. A happy relationship. And he said, "I could take care of you and your baby." Like you know what I mean. And so I think it would be a happy and more equal relationship. But I think in the grand scheme of things in the community they live in, it would be it would be oppressive anyway. Right. So she but you could tell that she loved him because she was crying really hard when they were leaving and and I thought it was especially cruel for I think it was Agata to say cause so they decided to leave and they decided that the males fifteen and under would go with them. And she said to August, she's like, You'll stay behind and and teach the kid the boys who stay and i thought that's really cruel to 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 lock him into like it'd be by his word but i feel like in this community like someone's word is is pretty you know like pretty binding and so i thought that was very cruel to have him stay in such a violent community and yeah, also I didn't get that either what kind of community would there be when there's no women the right. men aren't, aren't all gonna stay together they're gonna Wait, start like, you dissipating. think that they're gonna start cooking their own meals and sure, shit no yeah. and do you what do you think they're gonna do to august like right. the one sensitive man in the in the whole that's thing that's what and i was thinking too is that they're gonna tear him yeah, down like, and and they, he was i mean he was so depressed he was gonna kill himself yeah, he was gonna kill himself yeah and and I, I couldn't understand why he couldn't go with them or why he couldn't make I plans to meet with Ona. And and I thought, it, like I said, it was especially cruel to basically tie him to the community by saying, you can teach the men. And I was like, well, you've already deemed that the men who aren't, the boys or the older teenage boys who aren't coming with you uh, aren't fixable because you've decided not to bring them with you. And so I think it's supposed to be this like, no, you'll teach the next generation to not do this. But they've already decided that that next generation can't go with them. So they wouldn't. So I I thought that the whole thing was like really faulty. And I and I thought it was very unfair for him for them to ask him to stay in this community. That's so terrible that kicked his mother out. The only reason he came back was for Ona. And now Ona is leaving. And you have the audacity to ask him to stay. Well, Yeah. And they and they implicitly trust him Mm -hmm. enough to take down the minutes. They know that he's not going to turn on them. So why wouldn't you bring along someone who can read and write write. yeah exactly yeah (laughs) i like we both said the same thing at the same time um i just like yeah i mean i didn't even actually even think of that until now but now i'm like me too i'm like hello like he also i didn't understand why i leave him behind and he's crying and he was like and she was crying so de- like he was so distressed and yeah. like he clearly did not want to stay and he gives um salome the uh the gun and she's like you were gonna kill yourself and he's like yeah like i don't what you know and i was like i mean 
look at him he's a gentle like well marshmallow <laughs> like he can't survive out there you know i do also like i wondered if the ending was slightly hopeful for him because he tried to give the minutes to salome he was like we take these minutes and give them to ona and salome was like ona can't read and he's like well her child will be able to read mm-hmm. and she's like no it was important for you to take down the minutes so i wasn't sure if she meant you'll give them to Ona yourself someday or if she meant like no this will be another relic for people to see because I was like yeah I kind of thought the second one I just I think how dare you women do this to him how dare you I did not understand that that's such a villainous thing to do to this poor man who is (laughs) who and he says to her as Ona left he's like I'll always love you and then her mom's like she loves you too and I'm like you're the one who asked him to stay I have to say I didn't like she added she said she loves you too and then she went she loves everyone I was like you couldn't have just let him have that you couldn't have just let him have that that was like in love actually she's like and you and you and like I'm like yeah the guy's like drumming and he's like yay me and then he's like oh not me okay yeah Yeah. no that's fine (laughs) yeah like it's like she she loves you she loves everyone I was like bitch you should have stopped a sentence ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought that that was, I thought, like, how? why would he have any desire to stay, like you said, in a community that A, kicked his mom out, and B, a community of men who rally behind rapists so yeah, strongly. Yeah, I mean, and I, I just think that he would be tortured. Like, not physically, no, but, but I think I em- mentally, well, emotionally. And the community, and then they were saying, or maybe, maybe physically, throughout the movie, they were like, well then after a time the men can join us and some of the women were like well that defeats the whole purpose and and they went back and forth on that and i was like i don't understand this like the men will not stay i doubt the men will stay in a community if there's no women the men the community will dissolve yeah slowly but surely the men will start leaving because they just will. Well, who's going to do the stuff for them? Yeah, well, no one else gonna is do going things to for them. And, yeah, and so I think that um, I I didn't really understand, and I think that that's part it of the really reason why me. the outcome is fictionalized and why it's not a good outcome because it just came, it just made up, and they didn't yeah go the extra mile to be like yes, August can come with us, and that's I just like, didn't get it. I don't why yeah why? tell like, me I don't understand. They don't even it. have to like they don't have to show August and Ona getting married or anything. They just just have them leaving together. So yeah, I mean they could just like share know, a smile. Yeah, that's it. at like, least we know that August isn't stuck in this horrible place yeah. because he has to quote unquote teach the men who they for some reason weren't able to teach in the first place well, and also like why is that his responsibility yeah, why is yeah. that his sole responsibility every man in that colony should go we need to teach our boys that rape is yeah. not okay well, we need to teach everyone sex ed and that's another yeah. thing that i think is interesting in these like tight religious communities um which keeps sweet pray and obey is kind of similar where it's just like a lot of these situations could be avoided if you just teach sex ed yeah and if you just treat sex girls like if you treat sex as something that isn't 
something to be ashamed of and yeah. isn't taboo and isn't just for making children you know what i mean right. like just teach people about sex teach people the dangers of sex teach people the enjoyment of sex teach people how to respect teach boundaries yes. teach totally uh, what's agree. that word i'm losing it consent? it's consent teach yeah. consent you know and and i think you know i think that that would go a long way with teaching a younger generation you know like hey this is your sister you can't rape her you know yeah no i know just because you're you know you're filled with these passions and your community is not giving you an outlet for these passions they're telling you that these passions are wrong so you feel like you need to attack people because of them Mm -hmm. like that's an indictment on the community oh yeah (laughs) for sure yeah i mean the person made the choice but i'm just saying like you know they just because the women were like saying you know like if if we stay we have to demand that we can learn to read and write we can do all this and i was like nobody's gonna mention sex ed no one's gonna mention this no i i know and i think that is an issue not just in communities like that but in general Mm -hmm. i think that sex ed is something because i i don't ever remember being taught the importance of consent when i was younger i don't remember that at all I remember learning that when I was in my 30s. Why was I learning that in my 30s? I should have been learning that in my teen years. Like, you know, and and it's okay. Anyway, so I wanted to say when the census is coming to like ask the women to come out, I didn't really understand why that was necessary other than to show us like what year it was. But I thought it was the fact that they were playing the monkeys cheer up sleepy jean was a little creepy yeah i thought so too (laughs) like cheer up sleepy jean is that supposed to be a nod to the fact that these women were drugged and raped in their sleep Uh, i don't know i was like as i was listening i was like that's the monkeys like why are they playing that song first of all that's like a song from like the 70s so it's not not that that's really matters but it's still it was just like what an unusual choice of song you know what i yeah. mean i like wondered, i would have preferred like the i don't know i would have preferred no music yeah maybe too. it was just supposed to show like the outside world coming in as like this blaring loud and like obtrusive thing right but that i'm glad you brought that up because that's something that really bothered me to begin with because uh, near the end of the movie, August is teaching Ona how to use the stars to know where they were going. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, you hold your hand up and the first knuckle on the Southern Cross and where your thumb is pointing is south. And so the Southern Cross is only visible if you're in like Hawaii, South Florida or Texas in the Northern Hemisphere. It's a Southern constellation. Okay. It's a constellation for the Southern Hemisphere. Where, they weren't, they you, seem like they're in the they like, Midwest. They like they were in the Midwest. Or like East, like a yeah. New England And they were all something. like um, Caucasian people. Right. And so you wouldn't have been able to see the Southern Cross. You wouldn't have been able to use it to guide you because that is a Southern constellation. So I was like, is this supposed to be taking place in Bolivia? Because these are not indigenous, like Hispanic people. But when I was reading the, when I was reading the Wikipedia page, it said that um, a lot of the people in that community can't even speak Spanish. So oh, they're so tight knit. They, they, so maybe they are like, what do they speak uh, English? Or they speak else? like a, 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 it said something. There's like a different dialect. I think oh. they speak like, it might be closer to like Pennsylvania Dutch almost. Oh, so maybe they are from Europe. Maybe they're, they're not Bolivian and they're, they have European origins, which I think like Pennsylvania Dutch. So maybe it took place in Bolivia, but then that truck going through 
was definitely a United States yeah, one because they what, wanted them to take the census. So yeah. I was like, where does this movie take place? Because you can't use the Southern Cross. You use Polaris. You could, you know. Like, yeah, I didn't understand why he. I so, was. I thought that I was like, I've never heard of the Southern. Well, I may have heard of it in like passing, but not not as much as like the North Star. Right. You know. Yeah. Like I was like, why? I was like, why isn't he teaching her to look for the North Star? You that's know. What I was thinking like the yeah. Southern Cross. Like that's pretty weird for where they are so i don't know where it's supposed to take place maybe the wikipedia page says and i just missed it it still doesn't make sense unless they're i don't know let's see here yeah it doesn't really say it says the women and girls of an unnamed isolated mennonite colony yeah so so. i know it's fictionalized because they say so but yeah, I mean, I mean I, I, you could have just said Northern Star. Right, yeah, like, the I North thought that Star, was I mean. weird, like, the, <laughs> the, yeah, the Southern Cross thing was weird. Um, also, let's, like we said, why wouldn't August just go with them and help them? I didn't, I didn't understand what, why they needed to exclude him. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, you're just gonna leave him behind them? Like, you're not attached to him after he's helped you? Like, right. like to me, I Pretty would be weird. like, I'd be like, August, you should come with us, no matter what they say. Like, yeah. you should absolutely come with us, you know? Like, I would have been like, I would have been back in that barn being like, I'm, we're not gonna leave you behind. Yeah, you know? like, come you're, with us. Like, you're one of us, you know what I mean? One as far of as, us. One of us. Yeah. <laughs> like, as far as I'm concerned, you're one of us. Come with us. Ugh, my screen went dark. Um, Let's see. So um, there was a couple more things I wrote. Mar- Marike. Why can't I know? Mar- Mar- Marika? Marike. 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 That's it. So she asks, how will they deal with the pain of leaving behind their brothers and sons? And I thought that that was good mm-hmm. question because it's like, I didn't even really think of that. And then, sh- and then she said that. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. And I'm like, they're leaving behind their kids. And I guess I just didn't i don't know i i, I well, didn't think of that their kids over 15 yeah right yeah yeah and it's so you're leaving them in like what i feel like is like the jaws of the lion yeah you know yeah it's like why i don't know i mean i think i think it's just such a complicated it's such a complicated thing and there's no real easy solution you know i did have a question for you i agree with you and yeah. along that lines, I wanted to ask you, so uh, Salome, her son, she had to like drug him and mm-hmm. force him to come because he didn't want to come because he was over. I think they said all the boys 15 and under can come, but anyone over 12, between 12 and 15 who didn't want to come, they wouldn't force them. Right. And he was like 13. Right. But she forced him. But there was a weird scene where she was sitting at the table after she gave Meep the medicine and the son was kind of looking at her and the son was acting very moody every time they showed him. Were they implying that the son was the one who insult- uh, assaulted her? assaulted the I don't think so or were, okay I didn't think so either but yeah, I thought I he was acting so. weird okay I think he was just acting like a normal movie okay teenager, like a, who you know? knew that something horrible had happened and was yeah. probably upset I mean he I also think that it's such an oppressive place that the men are going to be oppressed too Regar- yeah. regardless oh, yeah. like of course mm-hmm. the women are way more oppressed but I, it's they are essentially everyone in this colony are the victims of this really um, you know like like what am i trying to say like strict belief system you know yeah that doesn't believe in educating women 
even though it's 2010, you know, like, what, yeah. are, we, what are we doing? It makes you, like, you know? forgive people for doing anything for, to yeah, you. And, yeah, I mean, and it puts the fear of, like, heaven always over your head, like. Yeah, and that was, yeah. like, a big thing with them was they were, like, if we don't forgive them, then we won't go to the kingdom of heaven. And I was mm-hmm. just, like, who's telling you this? Yeah. You know, like, who is who is telling you that if you, for, if you don't forgive the person who raped you, who caused you physical harm, who impregnated you, that you're not going to go to heaven? Like, I don't believe that. I don't, like, they're not going to go to heaven. Fuck them. <laughs> like, uh, you know, like, oh, so also, so like the elders were convincing these women that Satan was raping them in the middle of oh, the night. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that that's part of the true story, too, where they said at first, it must be Satan or demons. Yeah, that's like, and I think that that is an easy thing to convince someone who is not educated of mm-hmm. that, that it's like, you know, the, and, and it's, I mean, it, obviously the non-education part is a, is to keep these women oppressed so that they need and they rely on the men in their life. You the know? thing, yeah, the thing that I, I, I wonder in the real story, if anybody believed that, because I think, yeah, if, if it's like a 13 year old girl who's never had sex her brain could be easily manipulated to be like, what sure. are you saying? Right. Like, that's who raped me. But if you were a grown woman who's had children before or a woman who's had sex before, at least like you would be like, that's, this is sex. Right. Like, this was right. a man. A man had sex with me. I would think, you so. know, like I would think like you wouldn't even need educate, like a book education to know what sex was. If you had right. had it. Right. Right. And what, the effects on your body were and especially if one of you was impregnant if you were impregnated by your rapist and a human baby was born i mean like sure i guess you could be worried while you were pregnant be like what is gonna what am i gonna give birth to if you're in this society but once a human baby is born and you're just like this is just an innocent like human baby human i was lied to (laughs) you know like so i feel like i was told i was gonna have a demon baby (laughs) and a freaking regular boring human baby came out instead so so i thought it was pretty manipulative to if you were and i feel like if you were a man in the community and you heard that you would have to know like it was not satan or a demon that impregnated this woman you know like i i just feel like it's kind of like like you don't need book smart to call bullshit i think and so I want to say I agree with you, but I also, I don't know. I don't it is, know. Like, it's, there I is, like it's, I said, a cult mindset. Right. And I so. think that people who are vulnerable, like these women, are going to be much more likely and easily manipulated than someone like you or I who has mm-hmm. lived in the real world and I'm quoting that because it's still the real world but you know what I mean it's we live in we live in a modern society they do not and um that we might be like oh, okay yeah sure it's Satan you know like because we are much more experienced. I mean, we've watched TV that I don't think they have, like it's Mennonite. So I don't think they have anything like that. You know, I do want to clarify. So I didn't mean that they were stupid. What I meant was, no, I didn't, I didn't think that. I think they all knew the truth, but Mm. it was easier and safer to blame it on Satan than to tell their daughter, a grown man did this to you or to, to admit 
to people like a grown man raped my child or right. raped my wife so i think they all knew they all had to know what was happening but it was I easier so to too. believe and tell your kids or like to pretend to believe and and just like tell yourself and tell your the victims like no this was a demon that did it i mean it's i think that it's easy to convince yourself of something especially if you desperately do not want to believe the other thing you know Mm -hmm. like you are like no i cannot i mean i can't even imagine trying to justify that in my head like that there was someone who broke into my house, drugged my family, and then assaulted me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I would maybe want to believe it's Satan. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe yeah, no, like yeah, yeah I yeah. would maybe be like, I cannot. I mentally, I yeah. I psychologically cannot handle it that it might actually be or, a man in this colony, and you not don't even, even know who did it to you well, either. Yeah, not even a man in the colony. Maybe even a man in your own family who yeah. lives in the house with you. I yeah. mean, like how fucking like so these women are living in pretty consistent constant fear yeah because they do not know who to trust there was an interesting line where they were like they made us question like reality like yeah their memories were their memories and their reality and what happened to them was basically stolen from them in favor of this lie so they were like they had to reconcile what they knew happened to them and what they like the fleeting memories they had if they like started to wake up during the attack and knew that something was off or like woke up in the morning like like they knew something obviously they had physical distress for sure and they like they weren't even supported enough to to validate their experience and so they were forced to invalidate their reality which I can't even imagine the toil that would take on no, your mind. No, I mean, that would be, like, so damaging. Mm-hmm. I mean, so damaging. That's that's something that these women are going to carry for the rest of their lives. Yeah, and you know, I get like, it. I wanted to also say I understand why Ona might not want to marry August after all this stuff happened to her. Like, that would take some healing to trust a man, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah, after yeah. After these yeah. things had happened and after the way she was treated and and everything so i got it i understood why she'd be like i don't think we should get married right now because how you know like you can't just be like yeah all these horrible things are happening to me because of men but let's get married you know right yeah because i can't imagine like being intimate with this person for the first time and you're like i i can't do this like this is too much for me right now you know um so she would need some uh, like help right well and so uh, just to to talk about ona she also mentioned that her baby would have been given away to a different oh, family yeah. or the family of her rapist. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Like that, and she, and I, I thought that was actually really heartbreaking because I mean, even, even though the, the child is still a product of, of assault, like it's still partially her baby. And especially in this kind of um, environment, you know, women, I think, are just are expected really to pretty much to give birth and, and treat their husbands right or whatever. And I'm using right, quotations because yeah. it's, it's deeply unfair. But mm-hmm. um, I was like, I mean, they would just 
rip this child away from her and give her like after she went through the literal labor and like pregnancy of carrying something like this traumatizing event but she she learned to somewhat like accept the event and love this this child with like that is growing inside of her and i was like i mean it's horrible enough what she went through but then she has this extra layer of like you can't even be around your child Mm -hmm. it's not your child anymore sorry Mm -hmm. like mm, oh okay and i I was just like i mean i had like so many mixed emotions about that because i was i mean my my biggest emotion was like i would be devastated by that you know i mean in a position like that where she said that she loved this child and then she just has she she's not even giving it up it's being taken away from her yeah you know it's a good example of like her consent was taken away from her and now this child will be taken away from her she has no say in either event no i know and i think that's what ultimately made why she made the decision to leave yeah after i think because she revealed that to august and then soon after that is when they were like she announced that she had basically changed her mind right right so yeah i think i can't even imagine that like that just just adding insult to injury i guess yeah i mean yeah yeah, really like okay so uh i said the older woman i didn't i don't remember which one said it but she made a point that if they stay then they will be giving up the core tenant of their faith which is pacifism um oh because because uh salome said that if she stayed she'd become a murderer right right Mm -hmm. and salome was the one whose four-year-old daughter was assaulted so that makes sense yeah (laughs) i'm surprised some of those women didn't already become murderers oh they did talk about uh one i'd be like honestly go forth and murder what was her (laughs) what was her name nettie or not nettie nettie became nettie Nettie became Nitya, Nitya, Nitya. Her mother committed suicide after yeah. being assaulted. Yeah, yeah. So there's like so much trauma and pain in this colony. Like I can't, I can't imagine staying. Yeah, in no. some place that just lets you be abused. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, and Greta says something like leaving will be a supreme act of love and forgiveness. I actually really like that line Mm -hmm. Um, because I think that there is a certain level of forgiveness in leaving because you're like, okay, um, like what you did is horrible and we're, we're moving on, but you know, you can, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that, but it just, uh, anyway, so, so Greta later, so like towards the end of the movie, she begged, uh, Marike to stay the night with her and that like scene I was like something bad's gonna happen I was actually expecting Marike to Me like too. be killed like I, I didn't even wait for you to finish I agree <laughs> yes yeah, yeah you knew exactly I was I was like she's not gonna be alive the I next thought morning. the same thing and then you see her injured and so I was like okay so she's still alive that's good but she's like I mean one of her eyes is almost closed because it's so bruised because this piece of shit just beat the crap out of her and her daughter because he caught the daughter like sneaking in sneaking late. in yeah. late after getting like horses ready and everything yeah and 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 then Marike had to tell him everything to get him to stop hitting her daughter mm-hmm. and I was like she's stuck in between this like impossible decision do I protect my child or do I protect all the women in this colony and I think yeah. I think 
she did what she had to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's an impossible decision. I don't think anyone should ever have to make a decision like that. Um, and it didn't seem to have any sort of impact on them leaving, which I thought was kind of strange right. that they didn't have that. Yeah. Um, you And you never even, like, really see him either, which I thought was kind of yeah. weird. Because, like, I was, as I was scrolling through IMDb, I was like, oh, there's, like, an actor named for... <laughs> so I was expecting to see him. Yeah. And you only really see him, like, standing in the doorway, like, yeah. 30 feet away, you know? So, anyway. Um, I thought it was going to come out that they killed him. Like, because they said, he's passed out drunk, he'll be he'll be out all morning, I think. And I was like, is it going to be, like, revealed that they killed him in his sleep? But I don't think they did. No, I think, I thought maybe they drugged him, but maybe yeah. they didn't. I didn't. They didn't say that they did, so it doesn't sound like they did. But yeah, I, I was kind of like, do it. <laughs> like, I, I mean, the like, group was so big that some of them might still even be on the road by the time he wakes up. You oh, know? yeah, yeah, so. I, yeah. And it seemed like they were moving kind of slowly to, like, yeah. m- like go. I was like, all right, go, go, go. Like, I was right. starting to get, like, like anxious. Y- I was like... You guys can all just, like, start. You don't have to just yeah. stand there and wait. Like, I was like, when... Uh, like when are these men coming back yeah, you know what i mean I like we didn't thing. know yeah. and so because they were like let's leave an hour after sunrise i was like great that's perfect times so like 7 a.m 7 30 whatever mm-hmm. um you get out on the road you keep you go a couple miles and anyway and it's just like uh, there there's something else i wanted to say now i can't remember um i thought their leaving was too strange as well mm-hmm. it was too too wide open and out there because i'm like where are you gonna go yeah you don't have houses how do you get money how is any of this gonna work you are a giant group and you're just gonna start walking in a certain direction and what are you gonna do like this is 2010 you don't just like it's not you're not like Lewis and Clark. You're going to find open land and just right. set up a camp somewhere. Right. And I was like, it would be make more sense for them to all just sort of go their separate ways with their money, the money that they have in their family unit, and just try to make their way in the world. I didn't really care for like the big exodus in terms of like, are you all staying together? How are you yeah. going to build a community? Like this is this is not like 1840 where you can just plant a flag and claim this land. Like this right. is 2010. Like most land, you're going to have to like go through a realtor to get. Yeah, this or, isn't like Moses taking so, all the, yeah, you know, Jewish the people out of, uh, yeah. yeah. And, like, and, and, I was thinking that. And, like settling in the desert for 40 years, right. you know, like where they can just pop so, up tents and everything's fine. I, I also think it, like it was a little bit far-fetched for me that, they would just be this one big group leaving. It seems more likely that they'd be like, oh, so-and-so and and her kids have left already. You know what I mean? And and so I I was perplexed because I was like, they're they're not going to find much success if they do it this way. Well, and and they don't even know they don't know anything about the real world. They, yeah. You more or less can assume right. that they don't know anything. They, they probably have no idea. I mean, they can't read or write. So... 
I was like the entire time I was thinking like who is going to screw them over in the real world? Yeah. You know, like that's why I thought that having August with them who can negotiate like stuff like this, who mm-hmm. actually kind of knows what he's talking about would be a really strong asset. But mm-hmm. instead they were just like, nah, you have a penis. You have to stay and you have to teach kids. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was something that one of the girls said. It was the the, the voiceover uh, child. Outia. <laughs> uh, yeah. Outia. Outia. She said something like, it's really sad how much of like your life can be packed up in yeah. like a couple hours and I that that touched me cuz I was like yeah that's cuz if you are leaving and you only need to get the things that are the most important you realize how many few things are like the most important things you yeah. know what i mean and it's mm-hmm. just like and it's your entire life can be packed up in a bag and it's like just devastating i mean it's anyway i so um let's see Oh, the scene where they said Melvin's name and he said that means a lot to me got me a little emotional. That 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 touched me. I was like, yep, I'm fine. Yeah, because <laughs> Melvin sort of like took a vow of silence mm-hmm. after the attack happened. And earlier in the movie, they kept saying like, just talk, just break your vow of silence and yeah. tell us what's going on. But yeah. he didn't. And then at the end of the movie, he came back up and said something to them and they called him melvin yeah. and it was it was a really yeah. nice moment it was it was um i also thought it was interesting the song that they were singing near god near my god to thee is the same song that was playing as the titanic went down oh yeah i thought i knew that from somewhere <laughs> yeah. but i couldn't think of where you're right i was like i was like near my god to thee and i actually think that that's historically accurate too yeah. that they were playing that song I think as you're they right. were going down yeah and i but i i i recognize that and i was like Oh, that was like sad. That's so sad, you know. But yeah. I thought that that was kind of cool because um, it's not like something I regularly hear or anything. But it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful song. Um, oh, oh, Scarface's family also went with. Them, oh yeah, and I thought her that daughter that was good. and granddaughter. Yeah. They tried to go, and she like held them back. But then at the at the end, they were able to. Yeah, to, they were like rushing to get yeah. there, and, and the the look of relief on their faces was like, mm-hmm. I mean like that was like a cool salve on their burns you know what i mean yeah they needed that and i like so is scarface the only woman left i guess so she's a i i think that the movie could have maybe been improved by including some more information about scarface yeah um like why she would stay or what I kind of assume that maybe she had some sort of power within the community. Like maybe she was married to like a, uh, like a very like powerful elder, elder or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they really like, she kind of was just like, mm, I don't want to go. And I was like, okay, but why, you know, like this is affecting your family too. Why don't you're not concerned about this? You have a daughter, you have two, I mean, and you're a woman as well. So like there's three people in your life, including yourself that can all get seriously hurt and injured by, someone uh, raping them and she just didn't seem to give a shit and i was just like but why do you not give a shit you know and yeah. and there's really no reason she was just kind of like i'm old and i have a scar on my face and that's my entire personality and i'm like okay cool like <sighs> that's a great explanation like you know what i mean so yeah i agree i, I thought, thought that was that could have helped i think yeah mm-hmm. so 
Would you recommend the movie? No, I wouldn't. I don't, I honestly, like, I don't think it's a good movie. And I'm not even talking about the bad subject matter. I just truly don't think it's a good movie. I think it's severely lacking in a lot of things. Um, I think that the story that it was telling just had too many weird things happening in it and it wasn't as well thought out as just telling the story of what happened would have been and having some character development uh that way and uh i just i think it's it's a little too extreme but it's also pretty horrific and it's difficult to watch but it's it's also just it's like a play i mean like maybe it would be a better play yeah, Maybe. you know, yeah, I could say. But it, at yeah. the same time, I just don't think, I think that there are other movies that probably have the same message overall that are probably better than this one. Um, and I I just, I can't say that I'm very impressed with it. How about you? Um, I, as I said, I did, I liked it, but I didn't love it. So yeah, I would be, um, I don't know if I would like, highly recommend it but i would be like hey i watch this if you like this sort of thing you know blah blah i have i have a friend who she shares her disney plus uh account with me so if i rent a movie i'll I'll let her know on amazon that i rented something and i was like hey so i texted her and i was like hey i rented women talking if you want to watch it you have like 48 hours to watch it and she's like oh great i I wanted to see this movie so that's kind of cool to be able to do that and i told my mom about it too my mom was like I don't think so. <laughs> I was like, eh, it's fair. I get it. Um, she's like, that sounds pretty heavy. And also, I don't think your dad would like that. And I was like, mm, I don't think he would either. Um, but so, yeah, I, I don't think it's I, I do agree with you on certain parts. It's definitely not the most amazing movie ever. Um, there are some things that I've talked about that I thought could have been done better. Um but overall, I mean, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. You know, I, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd ever watch it again. So I guess that's my answer. I think usually, usually I think a good indication of me really liking a film is me going, would I ever watch this again? No? Okay. Yeah. There you go. You mm-hmm. know? And I've definitely, I think that I kind of felt that way about like everything everywhere all at once. Where I was like, I don't know if I really care if I ever watch this movie again. Also, like the first time I watched it made me have such an emotional reaction. It was crazy. So I don't think I'd have that much of one this time. But anyway, so yeah, that's what I say. If you like our podcast, uh, go to iTunes. Please give us five stars. It helps us out. And thank you so much to Mike Myers for our theme music. Yeah, you can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show 42 Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.